Hello and welcome to Hearts in Harmony from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Kroger Tender Ray Beef, no other beef so fresh can be so tender, presents Hearts in Harmony transcribed. K is for Kroger, C is for cut, B is for beef. KCB means Kroger cut beef, and Kroger cut beef means more meat for your money. Yes, Kroger cut beef gives you more meat, less waste. And the reason is this. Before the meat is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. Mind you, that's before the meat is weighed and priced, which means more meat for your money. And it's top U.S. government grades of beef. It's tender, juicy, rich red, and marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. Yes, in Kroger cut beef, you get a better value in top-grade beef. For example, take a specific cut of beef, say a Kroger cut chuck roast. Before the roast is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess waste and stringy meat. That means you get a better value because you get more solid meat, only a minimum of bone. Yes, you receive more meat, less waste, whether you buy a steak or roast. So visit your neighborhood Kroger store soon. Get Kroger cut beef. It gives you more meat for your money. And now, hearts in harmony. If ever beautiful Penny Gibbs felt that she was on the threshold of happiness, it is now. For she is sure of her love for Barry Carlton, and her decision to marry him is definite. But there are others just as happy as Penny. Elderly Carrie Carlton, Barry's mother, says to Penny, I'm glad you dropped in this afternoon, Penny. And it's not because I have work for you today. I want to talk to you about Barry. Well, I've been meaning to drop in for a talk with you, Mrs. Carlton, but Barry's kept me so busy, I haven't been able... Yes, I know. And you have so much to keep you busy at home. How is your family? Oh, they're fine, thank you. Your foster father going to get out of that wheelchair of his? I doubt it, Mrs. Carlton. That's indeed a shame. But Barry tells me he's quite cheerful and is going right ahead with his work. Yes, he's at his drafting board almost every day. That's good for him. But uh, about the matter of you and Barry, my dear, I've been wanting to tell you how happy I am. Are you really happy about it, Mrs. Carton? Falling in love with you is the finest thing my son has ever done, my child. I always knew that Barry would decide to be married someday, and but I had no idea he would make such a brilliant choice. Mrs. Carton... You're sure I'm not upsetting other plans you might have had for Barry? My dear, my plans for my son were that he should make something of himself, work honestly and hard, and marry a girl who was good for him. I had no hope that my plans would ever materialize until you came along. Are you sure I'll be good for Barry? Penny, you're the reason for every good thing he's done. He changed his idle ways because of you. It was for you that he took the job he now has. He worked hard at it because he wanted to impress you. Well, he certainly made an impression on his company. His promotion was a nice one. Indeed, it was. But I doubt, no, I'm certain, he would never have kept his job except that he knew you'd be angry if he didn't keep it. Everything Barry's done for the last few months, he's done for you. And everything he's done has been good. Maybe he was ready to change, Mrs. Carlton. I don't think I should be given too much credit. You should be given all the credit, my dear. My son was, frankly, a hopeless case. At 31, he hadn't done a thing but spend money, waste time, and get into trouble. 
At 31, a man has usually formed a pattern for his life. Barry's pattern was one of utter uselessness until he met you. I give you all the credit, my dear, and I want you to take it. Well, I'm certainly glad you think I've helped your son, Mrs. Carlton. And if I have, I know you don't think it was for a selfish reason. Wasn't it, though? <laughs> Didn't you get a great amount of satisfaction seeing Barry change because of you? Well, yes, in that respect, everything we do for someone else is for a selfish reason, but I hope you don't feel I was interested in Barry because I saw a chance for a personal gain. Penny, my dear, the only one who gained from your association with my son was my son himself. No, Mrs. Carlton, what I mean is when we're married, what well, the point is, I wouldn't want you to feel that I'm marrying Barry for his money. Oh, so what if you are? No, but believe me, I'm not. Of course you aren't. But even if you were, I'd be grateful. My son is getting by far the better of the bargain. I shouldn't talk about my own flesh and blood this way, but you're far too good for Barry. Oh, Mrs. Carton, really? Oh, but I'm confident that Barry recognizes the same thing. And it will improve him to such a point that he'll someday be worthy of you. My only fear is that you won't be patient enough with him. I know you're joking, Mrs. Carton. If, if you think I'm interested only in your son's money, I do want a chance My to... child, I know exactly how you feel. You're a girl of moderate or perhaps even less than moderate means. You can't help but be aware of the fact that when you become Mrs. Barry Carton, you will be very wealthy. That frightens me, Mrs. Carton. And people are talking. Oh, let them talk. Let them chatter themselves jawless if they like. If they want to whisper and gossip, let them. There isn't a one of them who wouldn't like to marry my son's money and fall heir to mine someday. But you are going to marry his money and inherit mine. And I say good. I'm glad you are. You deserve it. Oh, you're very kind. Kind nothing. I know what fun I've had with my money. I married a rich man when I was a girl who didn't even own a party dress. And I was glad to get my hands on money. I took all he'd give me and asked for more, and I had fun spending it, and I still have fun spending yes, it. Yes, but, Mrs. Carlton, some people are saying terrible things. I, I'm sure a lot of your friends have told you that... Oh, have they, my dear? I got three or four phone calls a day from people who want to warn me that my son is in the clutches of a gold digger. I'm sorry. Do you know what I tell them? What? I tell them I know it. And I gave her the pick and shovel she's using and showed her where and how to dig. Oh, Mrs. Carlton, you don't tell them that. I certainly do. Penny, before Barry met you, he was one of the laziest and most worthless individuals it's been my misfortune to know. But now I'm proud of him. Proud of what he's doing. Proud of his choice in marriage. And I want you to marry him soon, as soon as you possibly can. Because I don't want anything to interfere with what you and Barry plan to do. Well, we've decided to wait about two months, Mrs. Carter. Oh, why wait? Let's get this thing settled and done with. I don't want to wait two months to acquire a daughter. Let's hurry this thing. And then I'll tell you what we'll do. <laughs> what? As soon as you and Barry get back from your honeymoon, you and I will go to New York and spend money as if we were two little girls at the car. Mrs. Carlton, that would scandalize this town. What will we care? Why, I haven't spent a foolish $10 in 20 years. And I want to show you how to spend money. There's an art to it, oh, you know. I've never had enough of it to make an art out of spending it, Mrs. Carton. Well, I'll show you the tricks. And oh, for heaven's sake, Penny, don't put off your wedding so long that I die of old age. I want to know my money is not in Barry's hands alone. I want to know you will control it, too. 
That's one of the reasons I want you to have money while I'm alive. I want to teach you all I've learned about it. Mrs. Carlton, I'm more frightened now than ever. Up to now, all I thought was that I was marrying a man. Now I realize I'm going to marry a whole new way of life. Your way of life need not be new, my dear. Whether we be rich or poor, we make of our life what we will. As Mrs. Barry Carlton, I don't think you'll be any different from the sweet, thoughtful young woman that you are today. Uncle Freddy! Huh? Oh, hi there, Julie. Are you busy, Uncle Freddy? Well, yeah, sort of. I'm trying to put this box back together so that I can... Hey, hey, what you doing? Moving your clothes down here in the basement? No, Uncle Freddy. I want you to tell me which one. Which one what? Which dress. I want to know which dress to wear. Well, now, I don't see anything wrong with the one that you have on. Well, this is a play dress. I want to know what special dress to wear. Oh. Well, I, I think maybe you better ask your mother about that. Mommy's not here. Oh, I see. Well, look, uh, why don't you go up and ask Aunt Nora or somebody like that? You know, picking dresses is a little out of my line, Julie. Aunt Nora's at the store. And Aunt Grace, too. And Uncle Jed is sleeping, so, so I So you to... came down to see me as a last resort, huh? <laughs> well, now, let's see. I, I don't know, Julie. I'm not very sharp in the clothes-picking department. You know, I, I don't know overalls from evening But I down. have to know which dress, Uncle Freddy. It's something awful special. Oh, it's something real special, huh? Well, now, let's see. Now, that, that blue one there, that, that's pretty good looking. But I think I like the white one, too. Would Uncle Barry like me best in the pink one? Uncle Barry? Yes. Mommy and I are going to see Uncle Barry's castle. And Mommy says I have to look nice. Oh. Going up to Uncle Barry's, huh? Uh-huh. Which dress? Well, I... I don't know, Julie. Do you have to know right now? Yes. Mommy and I are going to Uncle Barry's tomorrow night. So I have to hurry and get ready. Well, if you're not going up there until tomorrow night, why, you've got lots of time to pick out a dress, Julie. You know, that's still a long way off. It is? Mm-hmm. Mommy told me it wouldn't be long. Well, I, I have a hunch that maybe she was talking about something else, Julie. Tell you what you do, though. Your Aunt Penny will be here pretty soon. Now, why don't you ask her what dress to wear? All right. You know, right now I feel like breaking something up, Julie. But I guess I'll have to take it out on a box. Yeah, I guess I'll have to take it out on a box. Hello, Freddie. Where's everybody? Oh, everybody's around somewheres, I guess. Oh, you're reading again, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's a great book, too. Guy named Harry Brown wrote it, Gibbsy. Guess he was a friend of yours. What do you mean, a friend of mine? Well, he knew you liked a book, so he wrote a book about you. What are you talking about? Nothing. Just want to read this book sometime, Gibbsy. Get a load of yourself. I have read that book. It's about a man who was... Yeah, who let the whole world take him for a ride. And it wasn't any joyride, either. The guy's just a male version of you. Freddie Lang, now what's the matter? Well, I, I don't know whether to tell you or let you find out the same way I did, Gibbsy. Look, how big does a double cross have to be before you can see it? What are you imagining now, Freddie? I'm not imagining anything, Gibbsy. I, I was down there in the basement just a while ago when Julie came down and wanted me to help her pick out a dress. <laughs> I'd like to have heard you telling her which one to wear. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Laugh. But the reason she came down to see me was no laughing matter. Oh, Freddie. Gibbsy, 
Just guess why she wanted to wear that special dress. Why did she want to wear that special dress? Because she and her mother are going up to the Carlton Mansion. Did you know anything about that? No, Freddie, I didn't. Well, why don't you wake up then, Gibbsy? Why don't you see that Peg Martin is trying to beat you out of Barry Carlton? Freddie, you're cute, really, you are. No, I'm not cute. I'm burned up. What's Peg taking her daughter up to Carlton's for? Freddie, there's just nothing a... wrong with taking Julie to the Carlton's. The Carlton Mansion is something a little girl ought to see. Why does Penny refuse to believe that Peg Martin is a threat to her happiness? Will anyone ever be able to make Penny realize that Peg is dangerous? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. KCB. KCB. KCB means Kroger cut beef. And Kroger cut beef means more meat for your money. That's right. Kroger cut beef gives you more meat, less waste. Because before the meat is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. For example, if porterhouse steak is your favorite, you'll find that at Kroger's you don't pay steak price for stringy ends and waste. The Kroger method of cutting beef removes the long stringy end and excess waste before the steak is weighed and priced. But see for yourself by visiting your Kroger store. Notice that you get more meat, less waste. And it's top U.S. government grades of beef. Beef that's tender, juicy, rich red, and marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. Remember, whether you buy a steak or roast, Kroger cut beef gives you more meat for your money. Yes, everybody's happy when you go to your neighborhood Kroger store for Kroger cut beef. Your family loves the deliciousness, the juicy flavor of Kroger beef. You love the way it cooks up so perfectly. And your pocketbook loves the fact that Kroger cut beef gives you more meat for your money. Get some without delay. Get Kroger cut beef and get more meat, less waste at your neighborhood Kroger store. Be sure to listen in tomorrow, same time, same station, for another absorbing transcribed chapter of Hearts in Harmony. <laughs>